subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. An historic vote in the United States Senate has seen President Donald Trump acquitted of impeachment charges. After a trial where no witnesses were called, the outcome was expected. Mitt Romney was the only Republican to break ranks and vote with the Democrats. U.S. correspondent Paul Kadak has more. And well, it was a history-making day here on Capitol Hill for just the third time in U.S. history. The Senate has delivered its verdict in the impeachment trial of a president. And for the third time, it has decided to acquit the president. As expected, Donald Trump was found not guilty on the two charges he was facing in this impeachment trial, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. On the first charge, 48 senators voted guilty, 52 not guilty. Second charge, 47 said guilty, 53 not guilty. The difference in that number, Republican Senator Mitt Romney, the only uh, senator to break party ranks, he voted with the Democrats to convict the president on abuse of power. The president's purpose was personal and political. Accordingly, the president is guilty of an appalling abuse of public trust. Soon after the verdict was announced, Donald Trump posted on social media that he'll be making a public statement here in Washington tomorrow to, quote, discuss our country's victory on the impeachment hoax. After more than four months, this impeachment process has ended pretty much where it began, with Democrats and Republicans sharply divided over President Donald Trump's actions and his fitness to hold office. They were afraid to hear the other side. They were afraid to hear the truth. I'm glad it ended the way it did. I hope the message to the House of Representatives, don't do this again. If there's anything that Washington can agree on today, it is that the American people will now be the ultimate judge of Donald Trump's presidency when they cast their votes in November. From Washington, D.C., and back to you. Thank you, Paul. At least one person has been killed when a passenger plane flying into Istanbul skidded off the runway and crashed during high winds and heavy rain. More than 150 others were injured in the incident that split the plane into three pieces. 
The sickening sight of a passenger plane split in three. The nose of the aircraft, including the cockpit, snapped clean of the fuselage before flipping upside down. The Pegasus Airlines flight from Izmir was carrying 177 people, men, women, children and crew, when it skidded off the runway at Istanbul's Sabia Gokcheng Airport. Planes typically land and take off into the wind. This one was landing with the wind um, and it was up to 40 kilometres, a very strong tailwind, which is really quite extraordinary. The rough landing, as officials called it, split the plane. As it came to a halt, jet fuel ignited firefighters, stopped an inferno taking hold. On the ground, there was chaos. As some passengers crawled to safety through cracks, others pulled free by rescue teams. Holding bloodied bandages, the victims were taken away for treatment. At least 150 were hospitalised. The airport was closed while the investigation into what caused the 11-year-old Boeing 737 to crash gets underway. The airline involved Pegasus is a privately owned low-cost carrier. Unbelievably, another one of its planes actually skid off this same runway at the same airport less than a month ago on the 7th of January. This crash, obviously, far worse. It happened during a thunderstorm. There was extremely strong, gusty winds, very heavy rain and reports that large amounts of water had pulled on the runway. No doubt all factors that investigators will now consider. A second group of Australians evacuated from Wuhan, the epicentre of the coronavirus, has arrived on Christmas Island this morning. They appeared to be in good spirits, waving to waiting media as they began their 14-day quarantine period. Rob Scott is on Christmas Island. Well, the second wave of evacuees touched down here at the Christmas Island airport just before 5 a.m. local time. It was a marathon journey for all 35 Australians on board. They hitched a ride out of Wuhan on an Air New Zealand flight to Auckland. They were then met in Auckland by this same charter flight who flew them across Australia via Brisbane and Exmouth in WA's north, landing here uh, on Christmas Island. They were met on the tarmac by OSMAT teams, that's biosecurity experts, medical experts. Uh, they were then taken straight onto waiting buses and driven out of the airport, the 30-minute drive or so, off to the immigration detention centre here on the island. Have you had a good flight? Are you tired? They'll be joining 241 other medical evacuees already in the detention centre. Th those people have been there for the past two days already. All of them will have to spend two weeks in quarantine. Today we've heard from the federal government. They are urgently working to secure alternative places that could be used for future quarantine purposes should the detention centre here on Christmas Island reach capacity. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in Australia has risen to 14 after a Chinese man who was part of a tour group was diagnosed overnight. He is currently uh, in isolation in a Gold Coast hospital along with three other members from that same tour group who have also been confirmed as having the coronavirus. Thanks, Rob. And two Australians are among 10 people who've tested positive to coronavirus on board a cruise ship off Japan. The outbreak started with an infected passenger from Wuhan. Passengers have been told to stay inside their cabins for the next 14 days. It's really starting to hit me now that, you know, this is a reality and, like, you know, I'm not going home anytime soon. Those infected have been taken into isolation at a nearby hospital in Japan. 
A horror crash this morning in Sydney's airport tunnel at Mascot has killed a woman and left three other people seriously injured. The collision caused major delays on one of Sydney's busiest roads. Andrew Denny reports. Well, three people have been seriously injured and one woman sadly killed following a horrific head-on smash at the airport tunnel heading towards the M5 this morning. It was just after 5.30 when a car heading citybound through the morning contraflow lane was hit by a Ford Falcon heading the other way. Witnesses have told police that sedan may have accidentally been travelling in the wrong lane when it hit the hatchback. Four women were inside that vehicle. Sadly, one believed to be a 30-year-old passenger died at the scene. Others inside made frantic phone calls to relatives who raced to the crash scene on foot. I got a phone call from my girlfriend this morning saying there's been an accident. Um, you know, she's crying, boiling her eyes out. Unfortunately, that scene was a serious scene. It was a horrendous accident. The driver of that Ford Falcon was taken here to St George Hospital for mandatory blood tests. His condition has also deteriorated, though, and he has now gone into surgery. Crash investigators are still waiting to speak with him to figure out exactly what happened this morning. Now, the crash closed that side of General Holmes Drive for many hours this morning while investigations got underway. It is now reopened, but there are still major delays. Queues at their peak were stretched back seven kilometres. The advice is, of course, to avoid the area still if you can. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has just announced a cabinet reshuffle in the wake of the resignations of senior nationals Bridget McKenzie and Matt Canavan. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. Who's been moved in? Good morning, Anne. Well, as expected, Darren Chester and Keith Pitt have been promoted as part of this ministerial reshuffle. Darren Chester will hold on to Veterans Affairs, but it has been moved into Cabinet for the first time since 1993. Keith Pitt will take on mining and resources and will also pick up the water portfolio. Meanwhile, David Littleproud will pick up the entire agricultural portfolio as well as, as part of his promotion to Deputy Nationals Leader. And that partnership between the two parties will continue to provide the stability, it'll continue to provide the leadership, it'll continue to provide the focus on the issues of such great concern to rural and regional Australians. Now, this was sparked by the resignation of Deputy Nationals Leader Bridget McKenzie, who stood down after weeks of mounting pressure over her role in the sports fraud scandal. Matt Canavan, who resigned to back De Barnaby Joyce, has during his failed tit at the Nationals leadership earlier this week. And with these new appointments now out of the way, Scott Morrison will be no doubt looking to get his government back to business, hoping to pass legislation that will see those bushfire relief payments be made exempt from tax by by the end of the week. And Taylor Aitken in Canberra. Thank you, Taylor. One of Hollywood's greatest actors, Kirk Douglas, has died at the grand age of 103. Live to US correspondent Amelia Brace. Good morning, Amelia. Kirk really was a Hollywood royalty. Yeah, and he was the last man standing from Hollywood's golden age. Kirk Douglas acted in 80 films and was three times nominated for an Academy Award. In 1996, given an honorary Oscar for lifetime achievement. His career spanned five decades, highlighted by films such as Spartacus and Champions. He even spent some time in Australia filming The Man from Snowy River, in which he actually played two of the main characters. In Hollywood, he made the Douglas 
name a dynasty, father to two-time Oscar-winning actor, director and producer Michael Douglas, who today released a statement saying to the world he was a legend, an actor from the golden age of movies who lived well into his golden years, a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he delivered set a standard for all of us to aspire to. But to me and my brothers, he was simply dad. And Anne Kirk Douglas is survived by his children, of course, his daughter-in-law, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and his wife of 65 years. Amelia Brace reporting. Thank you, Amelia. The driver charged over the shutdown of a key Melbourne intersection late yesterday is appearing in court today. The 26-year-old was arrested outside Flinders Street Station after an incident that revived horrific memories of the Burke Street Massacre. Laurel Irving has more. These are pretty serious charges this man is facing. Reckless conduct, endangering life and a range of traffic offences as well. He was spotted driving erratically in the heart of the city in Melbourne in Flinders Street just before 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. He was seen doing donuts in his car. He then got out and climbed onto the roof and was heard ranting. Pretty frightening for people. This is an eerie reminder of the actions of James Gargasoulis, the Burke Street killer, three years ago in the moments just before he went on to drive through city footpaths mowing down pedestrians and killing six people. This time, however, nobody was hurt. Police this time acted immediately, taking him into custody, arresting him, questioning him last night before laying the charges. So he's due to appear here in the Melbourne Magistrates Court shortly, where we're likely to hear more about why this frightening incident occurred. Thanks, Laurel. A man's been charged over a cybercrime fraud of $11 million. South Australian and New South Wales police joined forces to investigate the theft from payroll and fraudulent bank accounts. A 31-year-old man was arrested in the Sydney suburb of Green Square and in subsequent raids, police seized laptops, mobile phones, illegal drugs and cryptocurrency. Police accused the man of calculated and sophisticated fraud. Two avalanches in eastern Turkey have killed at least 38 people. The initial avalanche claimed five lives. And as dozens of rescuers raced to the site, a second avalanche hit. About 300 people were on the slope when the second wall of snow swept them away. A desperate rescue is underway with people using anything they can to reach people buried under the snow. The death toll is expected to rise. Good morning, everyone. Steve Smith is happy for the bushfire charity bash to be moved from the SCG, but not the big bash final. Rain is expected to cause significant disruptions to Saturday's game, and Cricket Australia has cancelled the charity curtain raiser. Alternate venues for that bushfire relief game are now being considered. But Smith says the Sydney Sixers have earned the right to host the BBL final, and that match should not be moved. I think it's a wise move to to have postponed or, or moved the, um, the bushfire game. Um, you know, we don't, we don't need people playing on the, the wicket before the final of the Big Bash. Now, the Sixers beat the Melbourne Stars to earn the right to host the final at the SCG. Tonight, it is the Melbourne Stars who will host the Sydney Thunder to decide who takes on the Sixers in the Big Bash final. The match is live and free across the screens of seven. Just check your local guides. Matilda's coach Ante Milicic expects captain Sam Kerr to line up in tomorrow night's opening Olympic qualifier against Chinese Taipei in Sydney. It's been a chaotic build-up for the Aussies, with games shifted from China to Sydney over the coronavirus fears. But Milicic says there are no excuses. 
I've been very pleased with the way that they've um, handled themselves, you know, not only on the field but off the field. So um, looking forward to finally playing. A controversial late penalty saw Tottenham come from behind to steal a 3-2 win over Southampton in the FA Cup. Spurs will take on Norwich City in the fifth round. Josh Dugan and his manager are meeting with Cronulla this morning to sort out his future with the NRL club. The Sharks are keen to get the former Kangaroo and his $800,000 a season salary off their books. But a serious knee injury is complicating matters. And Israel Folau's move to the Catalan Dragons has prompted the Super League to bring in new laws that will allow them to veto controversial signings in the future. As a sport, we have an impressive and enviable track record when it comes to equality, diversity and inclusion, and we'll continue our great work in those areas. Rival clubs have threatened legal action against the Dragons if the Falao signing costs the competition valuable sponsorship dollars. Adelaide AFLW Premiership defender Mariana Rajic has left club doctors stunned. Recent scans revealed she's been playing football at the elite level without an ACL for potentially more than six years. He called me a weirdo. <laughs> he said that uh, I don't know how to put this, um, but you're just a special case here. So um, I guess I was in a bit of shock. I was a bit confused and how am I still obviously functioning and being able to play. The AFLW season begins tomorrow night. It's live and free across the screens of seven. Scotty McLaughlin will juggle an IndyCar debut with his quest for a third straight Supercars title. The Mustang driver will compete in the opening four rounds of the Supercars season before heading to the US for the Indianapolis GP in May. McLaughlin is on his way to Texas for more IndyCar testing, but says he remains fully committed to his Supercars title defence. The 26-year-old Kiwi superstar is off contract at the end of the season. Hundreds of thousands of fans have lined the streets of Kansas City to celebrate the Chiefs' first Super Bowl victory in 50 years. Travis Kelsey was the star of the show. I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. It's been a long time coming, because what did we do? We had to fight for our right to party! <laughs> How many Budweiser's has he consumed, you reckon, since Monday? Uh, the Chiefs came from behind to defeat San Francisco in the big game. That's what they call raw emotion. Well, they've got reason to celebrate, <laughs> You bet they? they do. Good on yeah, them. Good on you. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Ed. Let's check out weather forecast now with David Brown. Morning, Brownie. The big rains have finally arrived. Yes, indeed, Dan. Yes, and good morning to you. Game-changing rains and hopefully drought-breaking for some in the days ahead. In fact, as we go to the radar, we're now tracking areas of heavy rain over the southeast corner of Queensland and northern New South Wales. The rains are forecast to head south over the next few days. Big totals are expected across the southern fire zones in New South Wales and I think we'll see some flash flooding in parts of Sydney tomorrow. Let's go to the uh, weather wall. In fact, we're in Perth at the moment. We're expecting a warm and sunny day and a top of around about 31 degrees. Melbourne, well, it's looking good. Beautiful conditions, sunny in around 27. Sydney, well, showers increasing this afternoon. Might see a thunderstorm. As I mentioned earlier, flash flooding is likely tomorrow. And as for Brisbane, well, rain heavy at times, so take care on the roads. From the satellite, we can see We've got a tropical low that's winding up off the uh, WA coast. It should reach cyclone intensity tomorrow. We'll see rain and storms continuing through the eastern half of the country, especially near coastal areas and along the uh, Great Dividing Range. Have a look at the lows sitting right off the central coast of New South Wales tomorrow. That's why I'm expecting to see flash flooding in Sydney from time to time. So let's have a look at the forecast tomorrow. Rain, heavier times in Sydney, around 24 degrees. Melbourne continuing fine and sunny. Should reach a high of around 29 degrees. Some
showers are likely to pop up in Adelaide tomorrow afternoon, a high of around 31 degrees, Perth fine at around 30. For Brisbane, rain storms again tomorrow around 29 degrees. And as we head towards inland parts of Queensland, storms through Longreach, also storms likely through Townsville along the coast and 33 degrees. So that's the latest weather. More details coming your way at 4 o'clock, Anne. Oh, we need that rain. Thank you, Brownie. And that's 7 News to now. We'll keep you up to date right throughout the day. I'm Anne Sanders. Thanks for your company. Have a lovely day. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.